is Friday, December 2nd, 2011, and this is Radio Wave. Information Service, I'm Robert John. British Embassy in Iran attacked. Iranian protesters stormed two British Embassy buildings in Tehran earlier this week, breaking windows and burning the British flag during a rally in response to stiff recent sanctions imposed by England on Iran over Iran's nuclear program. England's Prime Minister David Cameron said the Iranian government will face serious consequences for its unacceptable failure to protect diplomats in accordance with international law. Our Lady said on December 26, 1982, This century is under the power of the devil. Even now he is beginning to lose his power and has become aggressive. You must protect yourself against these things through fasting and prayer, especially community prayer. S&P downgrades global banks. Following the close of the financial markets on Tuesday, the S&P announced in an official release that it had just downgraded 37 global banks, including major players like Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, and Bank of New York Mellon. The announcement comes in the wake of heightening financial crisis in Europe, and the euro-to-U.S. dollar exchange rate dropped to near 1.33 on the news. Our Lady said on September 2, 2011, Everything around you is passing and everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. I am with you and I will remain with you. This is the Medj Network Information Service. World Central Banks Launch Liquidity Boost Six of the world's central banks announced a coordinated move to boost liquidity in the world's financial system. The Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the Bank of Japan, the Bank of Canada, and the Swiss Central Bank made it cheaper for commercial banks to get access to U.S. dollars with the intention of fostering economic activity through making credit more easily available to households and businesses. Jeremy Cook, chief economist at foreign exchange company World First, stated, quote, This may have been a signal that the money markets were a short shove away from complete collapse. End quote. Our Lady said on June 2nd, 2011, Look around you, my children, and see where the world is going, the world that thinks of doing everything without the Father and which wanders in the darkness of temptation. I am offering to you the light of the truth and the Holy Spirit. Federal Reserve bailout revealed $7.7 trillion. 
As a shock to many, a recent news report based on documentation obtained through the Freedom of Information Act revealed that as of March 2009, the Federal Reserve had committed approximately $7.7 trillion to rescuing the financial system. It is estimated that by taking advantage of the below market rates offered by the Fed as part of the bailout, banks heaped up $13 billion in income. Our Lady said on August 5, 1986, Read each Thursday the Gospel of Matthew, where it is said, No one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Los Angeles police arrest 200 occupiers. Riot police arrested 200 Occupy Los Angeles protesters as they evicted the restless group from their camp at City Hall on Wednesday morning. Similar eviction efforts were accomplished across the country in Portland, Oregon, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and other locations. Our Lady said on November 25, 2010, I look at you and I see in your heart death without hope, restlessness, and hunger. Open your hearts to God's mercy, and He will give you everything you need and will fill your hearts with peace. Third Roman Missal The Third Roman Missal was instituted in the Catholic churches of English-speaking countries at the beginning of this week. The Missal includes certain wording changes for both priest and laity in an effort to reflect a more accurate and proper translation from the Latin text. Our Lady said on June 9, 1984, you need the spirit of truth to be able to convey the messages just the way they are, neither adding anything to them nor taking anything whatsoever away from them. From the Medge Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Metricoria.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. We invite you to an experience of a lifetime. Come to the five-day annual retreat, December 8th through 12th, the five days of the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God, a prayerful gathering to implore the mercy of God upon our families and nation. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field, consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today, Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Medjugorje visionary, Maria Lunetti, she was here to help us and that she would intercede for you to God for all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced by the Queen of the Angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With the events of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje, Come to a special place she's visited, designated, and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas at 
2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. But heaven can't be far away from the fields of gold where I was raised where the sun shines bright but the light comes from the word. The life I live, the love I give, the man I am, the shadows of the heart. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, today a friend of Medjugorje is speaking with us about Our Lady's latest message that she gave earlier today. Today, the second of the month, is the day that Our Lady gives a message uh, for the world through Mariana, and this is the day that Our Lady has designated as the day of prayer for non-believers, and Our Lady's messages throughout the last several years have become more strong and more pointed towards the direction that the world is following, and so tonight... A uh, friend of Medjugorje is going to open this message up for us. Uh, and for those of you who read the writing on Medjugorje.com today, uh, today's show will be an accompaniment to that writing and a deeper insight into what you read earlier today. And so now, your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, here it is. Our Lady gives us a message that not only is exciting, but something that gives to us a lot to meditate on. I remember standing in St. James Church in the Thursday messages when they were still going on. The statue to the right of the church was to the left of the altar in front where people could walk around it. And all the old peasant women there would make circles around it. And they'd come out to the end of the Mass on the Thursday when a lady would give a message. The priest would read it and they'd all stand with this piece of paper, their hand as a backboard, writing down all these words. And that was exciting. It was a tremendous thing to be there in those days and see that, and the simplicity, and the dirt on these people's hands coming from the fields. A lady came to an agrarian village. Their subsistence depended on the soil. That's how they lived. They left those fields to go to Mass. But it came to a point where the messages continued. Then they spilled into the monthly messages, and people grew weary of them. Not so much weary, maybe, as much as they became accustomed to them. They could no longer see them. It went through a long period of Alasia saying the same thing. And when we came along, set up shop in our mission house in Medjugorje, we began to deliver the message to each house in the village. Some saw it and cried. That puzzled us at first. But we learned that they thought our lady quit giving messages. They quit reading them from the altar. Everybody quit talking about it. They're taking care, taking care of the pilgrims coming. And that newness, that freshness of the message, the excitement, had waned to where they lost touch with it. You live somewhere out there. Think about the things that people come off out of, they come from out of town and they go visit these sites. And you don't. It's the principle a prophet's not known in his own hometown. 
what tourists pay money to go see in your hometown or in your state, you never go because you know it's there. They know a lady appeared yesterday and today, and she'll be here tomorrow. We've heard enough messages. And they said, there'll be many who will cool off. So when we brought these messages to these houses, they were stunned. They were shocked. And I can say, we promoted the messages in the village, even did mailings to the people there. And it kept that candle lit. When everybody, even the religious communities, were following their own interest, building that community. We were there for one purpose only. One direction. It was a message. We're translating many things in Croatian now, probably 20, 25 books and booklets. And Croatians are driving 10 hours away to come get these materials. They're on fire. Because Allah gave to us a practical way to put these into life. And has this changed from a grand way of life to hotels, driving Mercedes, selling lands? A long path began to start. It was an amazing thing to go there in those days when they lived off the land. Their subsistence came from the land. And so what does Our Lady tell us today? Our Lady knew which way the village would go. She knew what she was getting into. That her apparitions would change something so drastically and radically that became collateral damage. To visit and to come from heaven would change things, the way the life is. And yet she tried to say, protect this oasis. That those through a carelessness are destroying the peace. I call upon you to protect this peace in this village. But they didn't. And they changed but we see now something happening with the messages in the last couple of three years. The interest is coming back to them. They're getting stronger. They're getting better as far as holding our interest. Because it's being paralleled with what wasn't paralleled to the late 80s and into the 90s. The, ter- the deterioration of the culture. Turning now into societies, secular. And now turning into civilizations of the past. All right in front of us. What was it like to watch Rome fall? What was it like for the Incas in South America to see their Maya civilizations crash? We're watching this right in front of us. And at the same time, heaven's coming to rise something new up. All in front of us. That's why you've heard me say, we sit in the amphitheater of history as few people who ever walked the earth. The only other greater time as far as historic importance, both spiritually, eternally, and secularly, all three of those things, is when Christ walked the earth. And so what did Our Lady come today and say? Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's December 2nd, 2011 message given to Mariana on the day for non-believers. Dear children, as a mother, I am with you, so that with my love, prayer, and example... I may help you to become a seed of the future, a seed that will grow into a firm tree 
and spread its branches throughout the world. For you to become a seed of the future, a seed of love, implore the Father to forgive you your omissions up to now. My children, only a pure heart, unburdened by sin, can open itself, and only honest eyes can see the way by which I desire to lead you. When you become aware of this, you will become aware of the love of God. It will be given as a gift to you. Then you will give it as a gift to others, as a seed of love. Thank you. Isn't it interesting to you? Is it of interest to you that Our Lady speaks repeatedly in a way that ties us to the soil? Do you think she's saying something? We might think, well, she comes to us as we are. Yes, Scripture says that God loves you the way you are. And when he visits, he does. He loves you no matter what, what you are or how you are. But he loves you too much to leave you the way you are. So our lady's not referencing and changing to us and making our verbiage in tune with our electronics, our entertainments, our modernism. Doesn't she know how to relate to us? Or is it that we don't know how to relate to her? Do you not think that Our Lady can accommodate us? Do you not think in Guadalupe Our Lady came in a Mexican dress, sign of a queen? She changes where it's appropriate to change. But we must change where it's appropriate to change to what she's showing us. She's not speaking our lingo, texting, emails, and all the likes. She doesn't relate to that. In our conversions. Is she antiquated? No, we are. We're behind the times. We've advanced to a point that we're so far behind the times that few can recognize the times we're coming into. It is Maria who said that Our Lady is given messages to help modern man understand the scriptures because we don't relate to it anymore. And if you're going to have future, if you want to be ahead of the curve... You want to be there for everybody else. You want to make it. You better realize, what is she saying? What does she mean? Implore the Father to forgive you of your missions. Maybe it's not so much what we do, an act of sin or commission of a sin. Commission is a positive act contrary to what is prohibited against the precept. So what does our lady mean here? Omission of sin. Omission of sin is a failure to do what we're commanded. But yet it requires a positive act. We have to will to admit the fulfilling of a precept. At the very least, something that's incompatible with the fulfillment of the precepts. And so we neglect. We hear our lady's words. We don't want to do that. We know what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it. 
I find it fascinating that he speaks about this. For you to become a seed of the future, a seed of love, implore the Father to forgive you your omissions up to now. Are you paying attention? Do you believe in something? Do you believe in the messages? Are you like an 18-year-old chasing dreams? If we believe in something, we'll know that there's winds of change at our door. It's knocking. You have to anchor to something in this, in this society that's going down the tubes. Or you'll go with it. There's things worth fighting for. Sometimes life has to shake us awake. Are we grasping what's time or in the midst or in our rather in our midst? Do we understand what we've learned to believe in? How we are to believe? I remember as a child Sitting on the porch with Dad Talking cars and anything between I was 18 chasing dreams We were on the porch again He said, son, hear me out before you leave Then he talked about the storms that we weathered as a family He said he lived his life So all of us would know How to believe in What we believed in When the winds of change Were knocking on the door And there was an And we learned to fight for things worth fighting for When life was shaken, it only awakened What we believed in I remember how it felt on the day I got the news the doctor left me all alone to think things through I just sat there feeling like I had wasted so much time It challenged everything I ever thought I knew And though it seemed to be the end It led me to a new beginning To a place where I would never doubt again Fight for things worth fighting for 
that I believe in what I believe in when the winds of change are knocking on the door and there is an anchor that I can hold to and I've learned to fight for things worth fighting for So what do you believe in? What do I believe in? It's time we really put down our principles which way we're going to stand. Our lady just told us last month. Or actually, just this November. A few days ago. Everything that is around you, little children, leads you towards worldly things. But I desire to lead you towards a time of grace. So which path are you going to walk? Who are you going to believe in? What are you going to believe in? We have a feedback from... Uh, Before you read that, Aaron, I know the community is listening to you. I want Aaron to come into the studio while you're doing that. Go ahead. Okay. We have a, a feedback from a, a listener from Australia, and he writes, Our friend of Medjugorje often repeats Our Lady's words to look around you to notice the signs of the times. Hopefully I've got the words close enough. My point is that signs of this world fast heading in the wrong direction can be seen everywhere, and people just don't want to see it or can't because they are not close to God. There are the obvious signs such as the GFC. However, this only sticks out for most because they have made money their God. Other issues such as religious changes in school, etc., which has been previously mentioned on Radio Wave, really highlight change for the worst. However, no one is listening. My reason for writing was to point out that you don't even need to look out to world or nation issues. The signs are in the family and our communities in your everyday lives. In every family, there is somebody not speaking to another. Children only know how to play with computers and phones and not each other. Fruit from the local supplier is no longer fresh as once was. Instead, it's been frozen for a year because it's the most profitable way of doing business. There's no longer a thank you when opening up a door for a stranger or letting somebody go first through that door. People struggling to socially get together at a friend's house without drama. Most things we eat are bought, not made. Fighting at sports events, schools, night spots, which lead to people being seriously hurt or dead. Competition for the biggest house, wildest kids' party, flashiest car, etc. are people's life's goals, and the list goes on and on. People are still stretching their heads, asking where it all went wrong, putting the blame elsewhere. People don't want to admit and or use the Bible to work against this way of life or pray to strengthen their faith attend Mass on Sunday, etc. The signs are right there in front of you. If you can't first admit that it's not right, what's happening, then secondly, and most importantly, admit it's because you or people are far from God. 
you will make your first steps to finding your way back to God. That's my message for the non-believers. God bless all at Caritas of Birmingham. Well, this is the signs of the times. This is everything we've been talking about. I asked Erin to come in the studios because she was just telling me a story yesterday, uh, being out of town, about somebody who was, was a Protestant? Yes. Get closer to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very interesting that people who are, are not aware of Our Lady's messages, not aware of what's going on, I don't even know if the person's a churchgoer. But what they said to her and what they see is amazing. And we still have people in the Medjugorje phenomenon following Our Lady's for years, they think, oh, we shouldn't be thinking this way. Now, why did this person tell Aaron the things that she told her? Go ahead. Well, I was speaking to this lady. She was older. Um, I would probably say 70s, early 70s, late 60s. And um, she was telling me that uh, her and her husband were being very cautious to stay out of debt and Tony and I, my husband, looked at each other and raised our eyebrows, and we said, good for you. That's a lot of what our mission does is try to teach people to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and we ourselves are really blessed to be out of debt, too. And then she said, um, and also, even though my husband grew up on a, a cotton farm, he's been, he never has liked farming, and all of a sudden now, we, we are working at big gardens, and she said, at my age, I've been gardening, and she said, you see over there? And she pointed back way back on her property, was it looked to us like a beautiful antebellum mansion. I was thinking that it was being rebuilt. And she said, that's our dream home, and everything has stopped. We haven't finished our floors. Um, our kitchen is not finished because we have to make sure that we can feed ourselves. So Tony and I, again, looked at each other, and, and we were, raised our eyebrows. <laughs> and she said, my husband's even buying fruit trees. We're out planting fruit trees. Um, and she said... We have got to get out of the cycle. She said we, she made a circle with her hand, and she said we've, we have to get out of this cycle. We've become dependent on the government and society instead of God. And I said, do you listen to Medjinomics, Radio Wave <laughs> Medjinomics? And she said, no, I'm sorry. Um, no, I just, my husband's got this feeling. It's just something in his spirit that we're just really, he has me really, she's like, at my age, look at me. She said, I've been, came, and she's a beautiful woman, so she's not like she was a, not, you know, have strength or very weak or anything like that. She was very, you know, young in her actions, just not, I know her age was not, um, you know, like just starting life is what I mean. So I'm not meaning to offend any of you 60 or 70 year olds. You can still get out there and do it. But um, she, she was very um, excited. She even went into talking about how she loves butter and she just found out that you can can butter. And we said, oh, um, I said, Tony, your dad's going to love this one. But she went on and on. Her spirit was very enthusiastic about um, what she was doing, and she was very proud of it. And this beautiful mansion sat, I'm sure, with, she said, like crown molding, et cetera, all that stuff they were trying to do themselves. They had put on a hold, and everything they could do themselves, they have done themselves. They've been building it on their own. She said the first house they started on their property burnt to the ground, and so they've never had a chance to finish this one. But all of that, all of her dreams, all of that house is on the backboard. And she seemed completely enthusiastic about it. So it was very, and she's really 
completely in the middle of nowhere. So for any of you who've been to Starrett and you think we are, she's 10 times way out further than we are. And um, we were just completely shocked to hear the exact same verbiage that a friend of Medjugorje has been saying for years now. But this just testifies to the point that we have people out there that are not in tune to what we're doing. And we have somebody coming from heaven telling us what we're supposed to be doing. And yet people aren't doing it. They're not listening. They're wasting time. Everything in our culture today is based on profit. How to make more money, not how to make away a life. And so it's predicated in this letter Joan just read about food is stored up for a year because it's more profitable that way. Somebody told me eggs, you wouldn't believe how old eggs are when you eat them now from the grocery store. Everything's based on making more money. Is this pleasing to God? God gave us everything to make a life. This woman or her husband, what motivated them to do what they're doing? How is it that they have this same sense, except the Holy Spirit is given to the hearts of man, that something's going on? Our lady came to the world knowing what she's getting into, because not everybody will listen. Adoration was renewed and really restarted back in the world through Medjugorje. I saw this. Nobody was doing this in the 70s. Very few places had that. And when they did, it was all falling away in numbers. And so we go to Medjugorje. We see this. People become seeds. They go back home. They make adoration hours. People even began to build <coughs> adoration chapels. And some of those who build an adoration chapels don't even believe in Medjugorje. They're not connected it to that. But I know it's connected to it. When I went to speak in France a couple of three weeks ago, the people who were trying to stop it is those who are the most for adoration. They don't even know their roots. They're not in tune. And here's somebody who's not connected to Medjugorje and in tune to every, everything our lady is saying. It's amazing. And so our lady gives us these messages. She's telling us things. It's real clear. She said, September 8th, 2006, to Yvonne, Dear children, this year how much seed I have sown. I desire that you, dear children, be my flower from that seed. Be my flower, live my message. January 25th, 2008. Your heart is like plowed soil and it is ready to receive the fruit which will grow into what is good. Plant joy and the fruit of joy will grow in your hearts for your good. Why does I let you speak this way? What is she saying to us? What is she trying to convey to us? On October 10th, 1985, our lady says, Dear children, if you live my messages, you are living the seed of holiness. She said, Dear children, if you leave my messages... If you live on messages, text them to your friends and they'll live to see the holy. Or they, or she wouldn't be saying seed. Why does our lady speak this way? Is there a message in the message? Of course it is. We're too far from God. We're not dependent on God any longer. And because of that, we have great distance. 
January 25th, 2009, our lady said, may prayer be for you like the seed that you'll put in my heart. She didn't say your heart. May prayer be for you like the seed you will you will put in my heart, which I will give over to my son Jesus for you, for your salvation. Is there a parallel call to that? When is that going to happen? That you're going to understand that. I desire, little children, for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future, and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. Did you catch that? Did you hear what she just said? She just said, November 25th, everything that around you, little children, leads you towards worldly things. But I desire to lead you towards a time of grace. Is our lady contradicting herself? I desire, little children, for each of you to fall in love with eternal life, which is your future, and for all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God, the Creator. What did the Creator create? Seed. What kind of life does a lady plan for us? Could it be? Might it be what God told Adam? By the sweat of your brow you should eat? Is there a big message here for us, for the world, for the future? For all worldly things to be a help for you. So worldly things aren't bad if it's on the right occupation, the right things, the right way of life. For all worldly things to be a help for you to draw you closer to God the Creator. I am with you for this song because you are on the wrong path. What is the wrong path? She just said a few days ago. Everything that is around you leads you toward worldly things. You're looking at the wrong things to be associated with and connected to the world. Isn't this amazing? That she says... In 2009, for worldly things to be a help to draw you closer to God, the Creator. It's a lot to think about. Do we as Christians lead the world or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. And click on Medjmart or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. 
But heaven can't be far away From the fields of gold where I was raised Where the sun shines bright but the light comes from the Word Life I live, the love I give, the man I am The shadows of the heartland You know, it's funny, the things and the verbiage that we used to have as a kid. My dad was in World War II, came through that age, born in 1923. And in around him, of course, people had mules, they had horses and things, but those things had disappeared by World War II. And come on, in the 50s, everybody had the cars made out of a hunk of steels. Wasn't very safe if you crashed in them. But sometimes he'd leave the house and we'd say, where are you going? Today, if you do that, because like, I'm going golfing when they want to get out of the house. But he used to say, I'm going to go see a man about a horse. And he said this often. And he never really went out. He just got back in the back or something working. But he said, well, I'm going to see a man about a horse. Where are you going, Daddy? Go see a man about a horse. We never even stopped to think, what was he talking about? But in those days, you know, one of the most important things you had was a horse. You're always looking for another horse to buy. Going to see a man about a horse. But look back on those days of fondness to think the simpler time and how things were so uncomplicated. And we've lost something of value, something rich. It's like a dream. <clears throat> it's like the fields that we used to have were just sitting on the side of it. When, I, when we first moved out here, my kids plowing with a tractor. Kids running barefoot through the dirt. The memories that made... And what that did for the heart made us come closer to God. Man is never so close to God as he when he's in his on his knees in the dirt. And so we can look at these things and see where are we headed and contemplate what is God saying to us. We've lost worth for living. We've lost the value of living. But that dream can come back to life. You can receive that if you want. And he wants to call you to it. Oh, the sun rolls down Big as a fades from the Midwest sky And the corn and the trees Wave in the breeze As if to say goodbye Oh, my grandfather stood right here As a younger man In 1943 And with the sweat and his tears The rain From the soil and seed Oh, I'm going down to the dreaming fields But what will be my harvest now Where every tear that falls on a memory feels Like rain on the rusted plow Rain on the rusted plow 
May the wheat fields speak to you about the mercy of God towards every creature. That is why I renew prayer of thanksgiving for everything he gives to you. How can fields speak to you? How can wheat speak to you? Because our church teaches that. That God speaks through nature, man, and signs. Our Lady said, In her message, God wants to speak to you through men, nature, and various other ways. May the wheat field speak to you about the mercy of God towards every creature. What is the lady saying to you? Now, of course, there's certain parts of this message that can be explored in many, many different ways, but uh, I just want to pick out two words here, hoping that you can give a definition to them. It's when Our Lady says, honest eyes. Those are real interesting words because you don't necessarily hear those words spoken today. But um, what, what, is the, what is the meaning of, those, of that term, honest eyes? Well, the whole walk today is dishonesty. What meets the eye 
on a daily basis, is it honest to the commandments? Is it honest to God's precepts? Are we failing an omission of things that we should avoid without thought? You can't watch television and keep your eye keep your eyes honest. You say, okay, well, I just watched a commercial about the lottery. What is that about? Greed? Is that honest? Is that the way God wants things to work? That you don't work and you look and wait around and just spend all your money and welfare money or whatever you got or your money needs to go to other needs or people that might need it so that you can work and retire and do nothing? Why do that? Most Those people already retired anyway. The Scripture doesn't teach us to be on welfare waiting for the government to take care of us. We're to work for our keep. Work is holy. Work is virtuous. Our Lady said January 25th, 2010, may this time be a time of personal prayer for you so that seeds of faith may grow in your hearts and may grow into a joyful witness to others. Grow and rejoice in the Lord who has created you. We got a crisis of honesty today. Our eyes are salted all day long with dishonesty, and we don't even realize it. If we read, if we can read about saints of the old who sometimes just walk through town with a head down, not to be assaulted by things, what more show should we be thinking now? Of what we expose ourselves to. We live in a difficult world. A world that's impure. You say, well, I'd have to move out the sticks to get away from all that. Well, maybe that's what you need to do. You know, a lady coming to us is not a pleasant thing for her. Can you imagine the responsibility, the grave seriousness of the judgment for those who've rejected Our Lady? That was Judas's great sin. He walked with Jesus Christ. And he was on both sides of the road. He was good and bad. He didn't want to make a decision. Our Lady calls us to make a decision. Only with her help, she says, little children, will your, will your eyes be open? January 25th, 2009. And so how do we have somebody that's not connected to this, as Aaron was talking about a while ago, walking the walk and feeling this in the heart? Our Lady knows what she's getting into for us. She knows it's difficult. She knows it's going to hurt her because she knows people she's called that's even been with her will cool off, even reject her, and maybe lose her salvation. Not everybody goes to Medjugorje is going to make it to heaven. Not everybody goes to Medjugorje is going to be guaranteed purgatory. Jesus batted 1 in 12. He lost. Remember when I say 11 out of 12 was the score. Why do you think God permitted that to show that you can't save everyone? And so we've had people go to Medjugorje that go backwards. Our Lady can see the end from the beginning. This must be grief to her to invest seeds of love. She can see our strength and all our failures and all the shame we might feel from that. But don't you think she can see deeper and that she knows better what we need and we're going to reject that? We're not going to accept that? These are trying times. 
These are serious times, but these are great times. Our Lady actually says, this holy time, and yet evil abounds. It abounds because it's going down, and holiness is the end thing. It's going up. You've got to decide. You've got to decide what it's like for Our Lady to call your name. And no matter what you do, she loves you. Even to the point of your last breath, and you don't make it. You don't get salvation. She still chose you. She chose you for salvation. It's up to you to accept that. It's easy if you want it. And it's hard at the same time. It's sweet and it's bitter. I said it just 
Sometimes after this program, I feel I wish I could have said something stronger to reach you. My heart sometimes feels it fails you. I want you to know, Our Lady, as we've experienced her here each day in our community, on our grounds, in our fields, in our work, how we fall more and more in love with her. Please, Please, tonight, kneel down and open your heart to her. Come to her in your brokenness. She knows you better than you. 
love her, cling to her, it's going to be okay. I love her. I love you. And I wish, I wish you tonight, Our Lady. Good night. <laughs>